And some seed fell on good soil. And when it grew, it produced fruit a hundredfold. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, my pal, the legendary basketball player from St. John's, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing good, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good, and your topic selection is a good one. The parable of the sower in the Bible, which is recorded, by the way, in all three of the synoptic Gospels. Uh, so the human heart is like receptive soil to the seed of the Word of God. Jesus uses this analogy in the parable. So the soil that seed, the soil that the seed fell on represents four categories of hearts uh, or the hearers of the word, four different yeah. reactions to the word of God, let's say. The hard heart, the shallow heart, the crowded heart, and then the fruitful heart. Now, why is this the, one of the most important gospels? Because Jesus says, do you understand this parable? Then how will you understand any of the parables? And so since a parable is a kind of a speech that demands reflection, and you often use the word hidden, uh, only those who are prepared to explore its meaning can come to know it. And to understand these parables is a gift of God. So uh, let's unpack this a little bit, Frank. Where do you want to start here? Yeah, and I found it very interesting in a book from uh, Father Sebastian Walsh, which I've mentioned before, The Secrets from Heaven. He has an interesting take on this parable. And it begins with St. Mark explaining that Jesus began to teach by the sea. And he teaches from a boat, and that boat symbolizes the church. The water symbolizes the risk that we must take to follow him, to get into that boat, which gets us mm -hmm. to the promised land. The, the, the sea is almost like our faith. And, and you know, of course, going out into that is, is scary. But he coaxes the people off the shore to come out into the deep. Now, the land that they're on represents solid footing, which we're afraid to leave because we feel safe and secure, locked into our own beliefs. And as long as we're willing to accept what we accept is good and true in our small minds, we're condemned to a salvation that is no bigger than ourselves. Yeah. So the sower uh, scatters the seed indiscriminately. Our Lord scatters the gospel to all. Why is that? Because it's his desire for all to be saved. So the gesture of scattering the seed everywhere signifies that God offers mercy to all men and women, right? Okay, so a path is formed along the ground where people often walk. It's not a destination, but it's a means to a destination. And as a result, the ground becomes so hard that nothing can penetrate it. And just like that ground, people that have their hearts trampled on the path represent people who have been used as a mere means of pleasure. So their hearts become hard. And if we are to be transformed from a path to more fertile soil, we have to stop allowing ourselves to be used by others. We have to recognize our own dignity as made in the image and likeness of God. Yeah, and unlike that hard path, the rocky soil has some soft spots. This kind of soil represents people mm -hmm. who seem to have a genuine openness to God's word and his love, but it's only a facade. Mm -hmm. At a deeper level, their hearts are still hardened by their sinful attachments and the fears of letting go. These are the people who are involved in a sinful relationship or attached to some creature they deem necessary for the happiness. As soon as there is some sacrifice required or hardship to endure, they're out. 
Okay, if we're trans, if, if we are to be transformed, we must permit God into every part of our lives. Nothing should be off limits to Him, right? Our marriage, our finances, everything. And this requires really humility and contrition. And contrition actually means to break or to crush. Um, cr contrition crushes the rocks in our hearts and turns them into <clears throat> soil. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Okay, so what does the thorny soil represent? Well, these souls do not harden their hearts and refuse to let God enter, and their conversion is more sincere. But their problem is that they let the thorns enter as well. So they say, yes, I want to be happy in the life to come, but I also want to chase all the worldly goods as well. So love for the world is incompatible with love for God. Jesus himself says, you must take up your cross and follow me. So some may ask, uh, does this mean I can't have fun and enjoy life? Must I mope around and be in mourning all the time? And the answer in Scripture says, rejoice always, which means to have a great life, a joyful life, we must follow the teachings of Jesus and his church. So we can avoid becoming thorn, uh, thorny soil ourselves by placing all of our hope in the goods of the life to come. The hopeful Catholic is more joyful and happy than a man who possesses all of the material goods in this world. And finally, we get to the good soil and, or rich soil. That's the one who hears the word and understands it and indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirty-fold. Now, what's that all about, Frank? Well, there's some. It, it's very, very interesting. And St. Thomas Aquinas has a very interesting take on the three uh, degrees of fruit. So the 30-fold signifies one who has faith and keeps the commandments. The number 60 is double 30, and this signifies one who follows a double law, both the commandments and the evangelical counsels. And then comes the 100, which signifies perfection or completeness in the scriptures. And if you use each of those as the 30 is the faithful lay people. The 60 is the religious who follow the evangelical councils. And the hundredfold represents the martyrs. That, that, that resembles a com complete perfection. So those numbers are very interesting, and I've never heard it put that way. But when a doctor of the church, and Thomas Aquinas, of course, understands it that way, it's, it's very, very interesting. All of us who hear the word and understand it will bear fruit. So it's a good practice. I'm glad you brought this up so we could delve into the God, this parable a little bit deeper. There's yeah. a lot of rich meanings in these uh, in these parables. Yeah, I think there are. And the thing is, we've either been at one of these stages in our own lives, and we see people who have been are in those stages now. And, you know, you talked about the one thing that people will, will talk about all the time is that that moping around, must we be in mourning and mope around? And I think that people make it hard on themselves because all this God's asking you is, look, follow, I've given you these, these laws and these rules for your benefit, not to be hard on you, but to lead you the right way because he knows what's best for us. And like I said, I think that it's a good, uh, it, it's good practice to really um, practice what, what the church teaches and what what God's law. Yeah, well, you know, St. Paul said to his uh, to Timothy and Titus and all the other guys out there, he said, look, I know it's rough out there. I just got arrested. My ship was just wrecked. I mean, this is hard work. 
but be of good cheer. And so I like the idea that we can have joy in the notion of, of following the word of God. Absolutely. Folks, don't forget to like us or follow us if you like these. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, or if there's something in your heart that you'd like us to explore, by all means, send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon.